Hello and welcome, football fans. This is Christian coming to you, and I've got my buddy Robbie here, ready hello, to discuss hello. another week of Serie A greatness. Are yes, ready, sir. Robbie? Yes, sir. That's we're ready. right. That's right. Well, since we're already bringing the energy into this episode, right, let's keep this energy going. Let's keep this energy flowing. And, you know, first thing that comes to mind when it comes to keeping the energy going, or at least showing some signs of energy, is Napoli. Yeah. I mean, Kavara is back. Yeah. That man put on a show. And it was beautiful. It all came together. Napoli showed up, smashed Verona 3-1. I mean, it was exactly yeah. the kind of performance that we wanted to see from them. Absolutely. Uh, Politano looked great. Raspadori mm-hmm. looked great filling in for Osiman. He's going to be out for a while. So, Kavara, those three need to step up. And yes, they do. They did. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they were... Exactly what we were expecting when the season first started, right? This is what we were looking to see. And we discussed this before we started recording a podcast. The question of will they be able to bounce back? It was a very shaky start to the season, admittedly. But they seem to be livening back up again. They seem to be coming back to form. Victor Osman still doing his thing. I mean, let's be serious. This this guy is not exactly a, a slouch this season either. He's got six goals. That's not exactly like a, a slacker right there by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, Kvara was really the outlier, right? He was the, the the one that seemed to still be stumbling a little bit here and there. Wasn't his true uh, explosive self. And in this game, he really came back in the form. Uh, what a game. Two goals. 43rd and 55th minutes. And, I mean, you can't say enough about this game, right? In the sense that, like, it was uh, all Napoli, right? 100%. And, Kavara, when you you have people who don't watch Serie A, they'd ask, mm-hmm. oh, is this guy legit? Kavara, speaking of Kavara. And right. you would show him them the highlights of this game. That's right. Because just Absolutely. taking players one-on-one consistently, mm-hmm. like, they're falling down. He's breaking ankles That's and then right. burying goals with ease, making it look like he's just walking out there. Yep. He's playing a different game. And it was just great. It was pure class. It's exactly what you want out of Kavara. It is why everyone thought he was one of the best players in the league and the world. Right. And he put on a show today or this weekend. And it's amazing to, to think, right? Because uh, I did just say this was all Napoli, but the statistics from this game don't exactly back that up. When you look at just the raw stats, you'd be perhaps a little misled to think that, oh, well, uh, Verona definitely had a fair opportunity. But none of it really ever materialized into any big chances, right? Like, there there was no real big opportunity for them to get back into this game. I mean, they took 15 total shots, nine on target, but zero big chances created. Yeah, it just felt like Napoli took it on early, and then all the Verona chances kind of just happened when it was 3 nothing. That's right. Um, the game was gone. Napoli kind of started to 
sitting back a little bit. Lazovic's goal gave them a little bit of a spark, but mm-hmm. after that, it was really nothing. Like, Napoli were on cruise control and saw it out. And you got to give it to Politano, as you mentioned earlier. I mean, he really had a hell of a game. Uh, two two assists there and one goal. That's a that's a good game from from your winger there. That's a nice performance. You you want that kind of performance in week in and week out. But uh, not that I'm saying you're going to get it. Politano's not that guy. But Vada is definitely that guy. He is that guy. That I is agree. a performance you expect from him. And uh, I, I got to say. Uh, when Raspadori went to Napoli last season, um, I loved that move. I, I love Raspadori. I love the kind of player he is. He's got grit. He's got this ability to just get under the skin of defenders and just come out of nowhere. And, uh, I mean, he showed it again today, right? Uh, or yesterday, rather. Uh, sorry, this past weekend, I can't apparently speak. But anyways, <laughs> he did a great job um, with that assist. I mean... This is what you want from him. He can provide both an assist and goal um, columns. So I did want to ask one more question before you move on from this, Robbie. And this is just a question about Rudy Garcia. What, what did we make of his position here at this point, right? Because there were rumors we spoke about that he was gone. What, what are we making of this? I mean, he still doesn't feel like the right guy to lead the right. ship. When your players are already like having a mutiny against you, it feels like when they do perform, it's more of a in spite of than yeah. like for him. It's a great point. And at some point, it's going to boil over. You just can't keep having issue after issue. No, rise up and then like he's got to get it under wraps. I don't think he will. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, it's only a matter of time. But then again, you got to have agree. someone who comes in with a clear message, and that's a good hire. That's right. All those possibilities seem to not be there. So, it, yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, it's it does seem like a ticking time bomb kind of situation with with Rudy Garcia. Um, and I do. I just saw an article uh, from a little while ago, and it just summed it up perfectly. I forget where it was, but the title, the headline was. Uh, and I quote, Rudy Garcia has a high floor and low ceiling. And I think that perfectly sums up Rudy Garcia as a manager. <laughs> it, it just couldn't be said better than that, right? That is fair. It's just, that is fair. He, he's not the guy you bring in to succeed Luciano Spalletti, who really brought this team back to the, to the spotlight it deserved, right? However, I, I agree with that. Before last year, I would have said the exact same sentence about Luciano Spalletti. That's a fair point. You bring him in because you know he can get you top four, but he'd never won anything before that. So I would have said he has a cap, a glass ceiling. However, he, of course, proved everyone wrong last year. And so who knows? Maybe Rudy Garcia can do that. I doubt it. But maybe. You never know. You never know. I mean, we've seen weirder things. And you're right. Luciano Spalletti wasn't exactly regarded as... And to be fair, this is not the case now either. I don't think anyone's regarding Luciano Spalletti as a top five coach. Um, in any circle, at least I, not in my circles. I, I don't know. I yours. Um, no. He's still seen as a good coach. A guy who can come in and, and really do a great job uh, shepherding your team into a successful position at the very minimum. But 
Before we get too wrapped up into this game, and it was a great showing for Napoli, happy to see it, happy to see him come back into form. Let's move on to the current league leader? Inter. Yes, sir. That's yes, right. sir. Top of the table. You know, you just got to get results. That's, That's three right. Three points or three points. It doesn't matter how you do it. Uh, oh, but they at least him, I mean, for Torino, me. right? Yeah, I mean, the first half, Torino were the better team. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And when you're Torino and you're playing better than the other team, you got to make sure you actually have something to show for it. And That's right. you go into half at zero zero. I mean, great. You're you're pushing Inter, right. but nothing really came to show for it. And then no. finally, Dumfries comes in, mm-hmm. assists Taram, and that kind of was the floodgates. Bang! Yep. You got Lotaro, and then absolutely late, of course, the penalty from Hakan. Um, mm-hmm. But it just felt like. Floodgates happened once that Toronto goal happened. That's right. And Torino were really all over Inter to begin and mm-hmm. couldn't keep it up. No, I mean, it, it was it was what you wanted to see and what we talked about last week, right, uh, in terms of this game. We talked about the fact that Inter needed to win this game. This was a game that was winnable and was important. And they did. They showed up and not not just won. They won decisively. This was an emphatic win. They showed up and they said, we are Inter, and we're not going to get kicked around by Torino. Yeah, and I find this Inter team so fascinating. Like, mm-hmm. the scoreline, 3-0. Right. So you look at that, and you're on the road yes. in turn. That's a great right. result. It is. I just don't think it was a 3-0 game. They Interesting. were fine. They they scored the goals that mattered. Sure. So, hey, you got three points. I'm I love that. Mm-hmm. And at the end, of, I'm a big, it's not about the performance, it's about the result right. kind of person at the end of the day. And that whole first half, you're like, wow, Torino really deserved to win. And I guess credit to Inter and Summer for keeping right. it 0-0. Zero, zero. That's right. But it's not the type of performance you're going to really want from an Inter-like team where mm-hmm. you want to dominate from minute one. You don't want to right. just hold on to your butts from minute one to no. 45. And then, then, Oh, let's get the halftime speech. And Zaghi fires him up, bring yeah. on three subs. And okay, now we're good. I mean, that's a great point. Uh, that, that is definitely a, a very good point there. Uh, I will say this was a better game in my view than their game. And we'll talk about this later as well. than a game against Salzburg um, in the champions league uh, group stages here. They played better in this game than they did against Salzburg. Granted, Salzburg is probably a more talented team than Torino. Um, probably a better team. But you could sort of argue fair. that one around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Salzburg probably have higher-end talent. They're just right. 19 or 20 years old. That's right. But uh, I, I get your point. I do understand your point. I mean, uh, there, there is a, there's an issue with the idea of, like, of having such a, an ineffective passing game for a team like Inter, which we heavily rely on that midfield to create uh, big time. Uh, unlike a Juve who just, you know, like to sit back and just counterattack to death. Hope <laughs> hey, like I said, three points are three points. Um, but yeah, and then one thing I would like to say about, lastly, sure, sure. about this of course. Inter-Torino game, is it all felt like it changed once Schurz got hurt. Mm-hmm. 
and all of a sudden you bring on the inexperienced Georgian center back Sazanov mm-hmm. and it just felt like there was more space for the inter forwards going going in and that kind of changed right. the complexity of the game and then boom the first goal game over yeah that i mean that definitely was a huge huge loss considering they're already suffering without alessandro buongiorno right uh, yes. he's already missing a big key component of their backline and then having pair shurs go too is is just i mean they can't deal with that no uh rodriguez isn't going to be the guy that you know suddenly manhandles the opposition um he's not that guy but <laughs> no. it's fine um you know it's, it's sort of an interesting uh, just thought i had mid midway through looking at the starting lineups for these uh teams though it was just lazaro and bellanova former inter players um uh, kind of dismal performances nothing to be really impressed uh, uh about but i think something to take note of is that Yes, Inter did not have a great game, but they were resilient, and that is far more important in the long stretch uh, of the Serie A season and in the Champions League, because uh, oftentimes how resilient you are, at least in my view, is far more important. You can grind out those victories sometimes that you need to when you're exhausted, when you're tired, whatever it is, shows a lot more. Yeah, and for like Inter's standpoint, they have only allowed five goals all for That's right. this Serie A season, which is the second least amount in all of Europe for the top five leagues. I believe there's a team in France that I mean. has. Yeah, so like you're doing great. And second best yeah. or tied for the best goal differential with Bayern in mm-hmm. the top five leagues. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can't really ask for more. You're top of the no. table. And Absolutely. seven, one and one after nine. Torino, you know, definitely could ask for more. Two, three and four through nine. Absolutely. It's only six goals, so they they need a little bit more of a spark oh, going forward, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's so, and you're absolutely right to point out the standing there because uh, th- this was an opportunity where your crosstown rivals drop points in a way that they really shouldn't have, and we'll talk about that more obviously a little later. But this was an opportunity for you to take those points and get yourself up to the top. Now, mind you, it's a one-point difference. It's not as if it's some earth-shattering difference there, but one point is one point, and that's still separating you from your rivals. So good for them. Uh, Inter showed up, did their job, and top of the table now. And that's not the only table that they're at the top of currently, right? Exactly. Into the group. Best That's... start in 13 years for Inter for Champions gotta League. Gotta love it. Gotta so... hate it a little bit, but gotta love it. <laughs> but yeah, again, it was another not great, but good enough performance. Mm-hmm. 2-1 should have been 3-1, 4-1, 4-0, who knows? Absolutely. But, um, <laughs> at the end of the day, for Champions League, it's about three points and being top of your group, and yes. they did exactly that. Absolutely. Agreed. They uh, they they showed up. They did just enough. Um, and they won. 2-1. Uh, this was a much tighter game than I expected, to be perfectly frank. I expected them to open it up a lot more. Uh, but I am starting to see some cracks in that back line, if I'm being entirely honest with you here, Robbie. That Bastoni is not performing the way I would expect 
Alessandro Bastoni to perform. That backline in general is showing some cracks. I mean, Salzburg really exposed Inter on many, many opportunities in the first half there. Uh, I mean, when they scored, that was a that was just exemplary in my mind of the, the defensive lack of defensive composure that they've shown over the last four or five weeks. What do you make yeah. of that? I mean, I feel like when it comes to these like UCL games and you have DeVry starting over a Cherby, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I see it. Like DeVry's mm-hmm. kind of not that guy anymore. Yeah. And I not. feel like it all starts with that. Because mm-hmm. like when you see interplay and build out of the back, they do use a Cherby in that central center back and like passing wise. That's well, right. it feels like when you're watching with DeVry in there, Bastoni's just passing through DeVry to Pavard and DeVry's just kind of standing there just yeah. doing his own thing. Um, because he just good, doesn't good have that passing prowess that mm-hmm. the other center backs do, or Darmian has as a center back because he can actually pass and play out of the back. Um, so that's one thing. So maybe mm-hmm. it's just like the comfortability with DeVry and his, he's slowing down, not mm-hmm. being as great. Um, but yeah, Bassoni definitely has made more mistakes this year than in past years. That's right. Like he's been great before and now it's like wow you see one or two errors happen and you're like all right why are we seeing this now That's as right. we're supposed to progress and be better exactly no i fully expected him to just uh, take that a step and i think everybody did it's not just me i think uh he's incredibly talented and this is in no way taking away from him we've seen this before talented players sometimes have a slump at some point and they recover just fine it's just a matter of mentality, right? That toughness, that ability to overcome obstacles. Some players overcome it, some don't. And this is, I think, a key test for him. Um, otherwise, though, if he can do that, and I think he will, he'll be fine. Uh, there's, I don't think there's any concern there. Um, I think in the st- down the stretch, he's going to be just fine. His confidence will recover. But can we just talk about like one man that doesn't need any confidence boost at all? Like Chalanolu. I feel like he's just kind of like playing his game. He just shows up and he's like, you know what? Yeah, I am. I am the star. I'm the guy. He is fantastic. And that's why this summer I was fine letting Brozovic go because he showed last year that he can just step into that role and be perfectly fine. And it was unbelievable. He just Absolutely. keeps performance after performance is fantastic. He scored in each of these last two games, right? I mean, one goal against Torino and one, granted it was a penalty, but still Both it, penalties. it matters. Right? <laughs> right, but still it counts, right? And he, he yeah. has, he, you know, his impact is far, far more than just a penalty. Yes, uh, of course. You know, his impact is felt throughout the game because he opens up the lanes for everybody else. His ability to just read the game, honestly, I, I I never I don't think I ever truly saw this, but maybe a glimpse here and there when he was playing for Milan. I never really saw the side of Chalanolu on a consistent basis. With the Sinter team, he's been able to up his game in a, in a way that I've just never expected. Yeah, that's fair. And I also felt like Pakan was always playing as the ten. Yes. And for Inter, he's playing as the six. So completely different role, and he didn't have the same talent next to him no like last year and the year before he was playing with brozovic and barella that's right which he was just not seeing that type of uh team or 
those type of players at Milan. No, no, uh, not at all. You still felt the same threatening, like, oh, deep, long shots. Mm-hmm. Like, every time he was lining up a shot, I was very nervous as an Inter fan when playing Milan. Right. Um, but you definitely feel like he took it to the next level as soon as he came to Inter. He probably took it personal that probably. Milan was like, yeah. oh, I don't want to pay you. You're not worth that. And Inter were like, sure, we'll take you. Absolutely. And there's one thing that Hakan has to take every penalty. It's just, (laughs) it is what it is. It's more, and I think that's more, like, he's a great penalty taker. Yeah, yeah. But also, Toro isn't the best penalty taker. No, no, He feels like he misses, and I don't have, like, confidence in him. Mm -hmm. And no matter how good his, like, scoring prowess is going, I just would rather Hakan take every one. That's important. If you're up three goals, fine. Let Toro take it. Absolutely. You know, get the stats up. But, uh, but yeah. No, I mean, that makes total sense. Uh, I think he, his move from the, the 10 to 6 role clearly benefited him. This is a position he really want, he feels more comfortable in. He plays better in it. And obviously, you, you are right. Like, he is playing with better players. Uh, let's not take away the fact that Fratesi is playing to, to his right, right? I mean, he's, he's mm. a great little... Um, help there, right, so to speak. I think any team would love to have Fratesi on, on, in their ranks. And Mkhitaryan is still performing well, some games better than others, but he's there. Um, obviously, Barella is your little engine that could. That guy just <laughs> keeps on going and going. Non-stop. So, I mean, this, this inter-midfield is, to me, the scariest part of this team. And I know this is kind of crazy to say, given that you've got Turam and Lautaro Martinez up top, but Really, it's this midfield that generates the uh, attacking ability. Without that midfield, I think things would be completely different. Obviously, that might seem like a bit of an obvious you know, statement to make, but <laughs> it's I okay. Get it I is. get it. It is, but I, I think to an extent, I also think that Lautaro Martinez and and um, Turam are very, very talented players. And I think they do just fine on a team with a lesser midfield. But this Inter team is built with the midfield at its core. Everything else runs through that. And, uh, well, I love it. And I hate it. But I love it and hate it. It's all right. We'll move on from that. I'll let my Inter hate subside for now. But um, jokes aside, Sanchez scored. That was the first goal of the game. That was a good goal. Nice, nice goal there. That was a good team effort. Kind of goal you want to see. I mean, if he didn't score that, I would have crushed him. But hey, <laughs> right place, right time. You know, that's right, ball man. perfectly bounces to him, and he yeah. puts it in the side netting. So hey, that's that's all you need. You he was offside on. He was offside for what would have been the third goal, which was frustrating. Yeah. But it was a fine. You got a goal, so fine performance. When Taram and Toro don't start together, and you get a goal from one of the other guys, you'll that's right. you'll take it. That's I will not complain about it. I mean, this clearly uh, is a game that you kind of walk away saying, you got three points, you move on. You said, said as much earlier. You got three points, you moved on, and, and that's it. You know, you, you played well enough to get that victory. That's all that matters. Uh, one more guy I want to mention uh, to you before we move on from Inter is uh, Carlos Augusto. Uh, what do you make of uh, him? I mean, this is his first season, right? So what, what are you making of him? I mean, I like him. It felt like he should have scored four goals in this game. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I love DeMarco. He yeah. is an Interista, so yeah. I'll always back him. Um, but 
I like Augusto a lot more than I liked Robin Gosens. So, and I like Robin Gosens. Um, It just felt like Gosens was always inconsistent in his inter performances. Maybe it's because he didn't have consistency, but Augusto, when he's playing, I don't feel lesser because he's in. I feel like, oh, okay, we're still going to create chances. We're going to have good opportunities. It's not really a downgrade. Like Mm -hmm. when Sanchez starts in for, uh, for Trom, which of course striker is different than left wing back, but still. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're, uh, you're completely right. I think, uh, this team has all the pieces it needs to make it through a Serie A season, per- perhaps as, as a Scudetto winner and challenge in the Champions League. Um, Maybe honestly, they can go deep. They've got a good good setup to go deep. Uh, I, I hope don't so. see why not. Uh, I I don't hope so, but I <laughs> think they can do it. Um, all again, my inter hate will be sprinkled throughout every episode. <laughs> this is what happens. This is what's going to happen. Um, it makes up for me having to talk in any positive light ab- uh, about them, which is okay. But anyways, before I get too deep into that, huh? Uh, let's move on to talking about. A surprising result, I'd say, with the Lazio Sassuolo game, right? What what a what a game! I mean, I guess it's just you got Sassuolo all vibes team, and they didn't really have any vibes because they are mm-hmm. not good defensively. No, they're and not. that's the question we've always had about Sassuolo: right. is their defense is not good. No. Their offense is great. Like Dreadful. we love watching Loriente, Berardi, Pinamonte put it all together. Mm-hmm. But push comes to shove, you gotta not concede goals. Absolutely. And they played awful they in did. this game. This was and, horrible. Yeah, and you just can't give gifts away to the big no. teams. Lazio and others are gonna make you pay. Lazio That's did. Right. Um, thought. Tati Castellanos played pretty well in Immobile's mm-hmm. stead. Um, yes, he did. Anderson and Pedro are just immortal. They just yeah. they just do what they do at age fifty at this point. Um, Seems like it. <laughs> they just keep playing and they put in solid, not spectacular, but yep. solid performances and yeah. do enough to win. Luis Alberto, class performance. Just yep. when we talk about like Hakan, we talk about Luis Alberto because he's just so good yes, at he is. putting people in the right spot. Every pass seems so crisp. He's scoring. He's he's doing everything. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's one of the one of the, one of the questions I've always had is how Luis Alberto never moved to a bigger team in Italy is beyond puzzling to me. But hey, maybe he just likes it in uh, Rome. Maybe it always kind of felt like that SMS kind of situation. Exactly. Like, how Absolutely. is he not moving? It? And then the fact that SMS finally left to go mm-hmm. to Saudi Arabia. Like, what are right. we doing? Exactly. That was wild. Like, of all the t- times to do it, like, I was stunned. What a decision! I, I still don't understand that one. But um, well, the money. I understand the money yes. angle, obviously. But <laughs> you know money that talks. part I get. But the. Uh, I don't know, the time in his career, he's still in his uh, relative prime years. Uh, why would you throw that away is my question. But then again, I don't know. Everyone else has, has their motivations, I suppose, right? 
Exactly. Um, this is yeah. sort of reminiscent of the Chinese Super League years. Yeah. Right. When all these star players would just jump, uh, jump ship for the money, but hey, didn't get we'll as many. Uh, didn't get as many big names and young names no, like they right. did. So good point. This is definitely a, point. a little bit different, but still kind of the same. Well, let's hope it doesn't go too far. Uh, let's be perfectly honest with you, because uh, this is uh, going to become a bit of a joke at this point if this keeps going. But anyways, not not the time, nor place, nor podcast for that conversation. At least not yet. <laughs> Maybe it'll become one uh, down the line. Uh, well, we, don't, we never know. But yeah, this team, the Sassuolo team was dreadful. They could not get anything going. And part of it, like you said, is a defense, right? If your defense doesn't allow you the room to breathe, if you're constantly having to defend from the top, and you know we've talked about this before, defense always starts at the top. That's where your defensive approach should be starting. So if your defense is always conceding stupid, stupid mistakes, right? Well, what what are you going to do when you play against a team that like Lazio that can take advantage of those mistakes? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, if Lazio is playing against uh, Milan, Inter, or Juve, perhaps they don't do as well, right? But if you give them these just layups, essentially, they're going to take advantage of them. They're good enough to do it. For sure. And they did. They sort of sucked the oxygen out of the game, I mean, is really the best way to put it. And Tresaldi just had a horrible performance. Just what a awful, awful game. And this is not the first time I've seen him play this poorly. I mean... You've got to start questioning at this point if the Onisi should just take him off and just bench him. Because it's not the first time I've seen him play this poorly. Yeah. This is I agree. really, really bad play. Yeah, and you really don't want Ferrari being the guy that leads your line. Like, from a captainship, he's great. But from a skill-wise, you just can't have him being your number one center back. Uh, and John, Trisoldi so just, is just oof. You're telling me Gianmarco Ferrari is not enough for you, Robbie? <laughs> Gianmarco Ferrari, the 31-year-old Italian national, is not enough for you? Nope. nope. Come on, man. No. No, you're Talk about right. mid. <laughs> well, this it, it suits the team perfectly because that, I mean, that's, that's what Trisoldi are. You know, yeah, I so. mean, they fell, fall to 13th yeah. after this. So now it's like, great, you're 3-1-5. and uh, five. Two of those yeah. wins against Inter and Juventus, but nope. seems like they don't get up for any other game. No, except for I guess Hell is Verona, their other win. But um, <laughs> but yeah, just like you, you got to be more consistent if, especially Absolutely. if you want to push for European spots, which is ultimately what Sassuolo would love to do. But absolutely, like you just can't keep dropping points every no. game. No, outside can't. the rare performances and Lazio. Got exactly what they needed. Like they're mm-hmm. starting to get their foot under them. They're up they to ninth, which mm-hmm. isn't great, but you know, slowly but surely, yeah. good performances. They've already mm-hmm. beaten Napoli, Atalanta, now Sassuolo. Um, won three of their last four in all comps. The one loss being Milan. That's so right. just build on that. Absolutely. On to the next. Uh, just one more question for you on this. Uh, on this. Sassuolo team is just a Alessio Dionisi, right? Do you, do you see him potentially having his job in at risk here? And if this team keeps going like this, 
I think it'd have to be really bad. Like, if they finish in 13th, I would imagine that's not a good season, and it's right. not even, like, close to being, like, remotely good. Mm-hmm. I still think he would have another year because they actually believe in him. I mean, I believe in him. I think he's a good coach. Um, I would be surprised if they finish this low. Right. But I... I bet he gets another year unless they get like relegated, which I don't no, see fair. that happening. I, I'm totally uh, in agreement with you there. Uh, I don't see him leaving either. I think the successful team sort of knows where what position it's in. The ownership understands what talent they have, and I think they're they're a little realistic at the same time, which is uh, I think a good skill to have when you're mm-hmm. in that in that kind of uh, uh, table position constantly. And I think they realize. Uh, you can't exactly expect the only seed to like magically prop you up the third uh, on a league table because that's just not how it works. Unless I you've agree. got hundreds and hundreds of millions, millions of uh, euros <laughs> lying around somewhere, uh, which brings other questions. But anyways, <laughs> uh, let's move on to uh, a, a pretty interesting game with Roma and Monza, right? I mean, it, this is a 90th minute win, really. Good game. I mean, me and you might have different definitions of good. Uh, it was a good result for Roma. It was one of the things where you say, hey, three points or three points. It it was a classic <laughs> lunchtime kickoff, yeah, as yeah. we say. Uh, right. It just, the first half was just a lot of nothing. D'Ambrosio yeah, yeah. making nonsense tackles, um, <laughs> getting sent off in the first half. And after that, it just felt like, okay, it was only a matter of time when Roma scored. Even in mm-hmm. the 90th minute, you were like, yeah, this goal is still coming. Until that final whistle is blow- blown, I'm expecting Roma to score because it's it was they were all over them. Um, it felt like Monza was just holding on for dear life at the end, and unfortunately, they did not hold on for dear life. I mean, you know... Good. By the way, good game. Just so I can address this for you, Robbie. Good game for me. Just I'm, I'm addressing the teams that are playing. All right. <laughs> I'm talking about the teams that are playing. I take that into account here, okay? Uh, because yes, you know, by the standards of of the Juve or Inter fan, this is uh, about as good as going. No, that's actually going taking taking a nap is much better than watching this game. But <laughs> these two teams, for sure, uh, played a good game for them, which is fine. Totally fine. Roma got the three points. Al Sharabi in tears after after the game. Uh, beautiful to see. Um, you know him score. I, I've always liked Al Sharabi. I thought he was a great talent. Uh, this Roma team had a good game in general. Um, I want to talk about your favorite player on the field, though. Let's be, let's let's really get to it. Rui Patricio. This was the man of the game. Yeah, I mean, every squirrel <laughs> finds a nut. Sometimes, sometimes that happens. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, I'm, I can't talk. Love it. I can't praise this. Guy. <laughs> he's just not a good keeper. And great. No, hey, not. sometimes you have yeah. good games. You're at home to Monza. That's right. You That's got right. a clean sheet. You made some saves. I'm happy for you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. You gotta love though the fact that Jose Mourinho gets a red card in this game at the end, right? You got you gotta just love that when he's doing yeah. the whole cry baby. Uh... 
<laughs> it's just the most on brand thing. I mean, this is exactly it. one nothing. Mourinho yeah. balled his best, and that's him right. getting sent off. That's just like it's unbelievable how often his staff and himself get cards. Absolutely. Like, what are we doing? I mean, <laughs> that's great. Like, good, good for you. You you got the results, so it doesn't yeah. actually matter at the end. And I'm convinced that like. Oh, Mourinho's on the sidelines now in the stands. Like, what difference does that make? Like, does it really make that much of a difference? Like the no on like just grab a radio, call down to someone on the bench, being like, "Hey, shift over." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yell so, yell at him to shift over. <laughs> Absolutely. Three, four, three, two, one, and attack. I mean, he he's doing amazing things. You got to give it to him. He's got three yellow cards. Okay. Uh, and one red at this point in the season, and we're not even we're not even a week ten yet. Okay, almost so, like, that halfway. Tells you something. Yeah, almost half the games he gets a card. Yeah, and I just just want to for a perspective for everybody, right? Gianluca Mancini has less than he does two yellow cards for Gianluca Mancini, one of the, one of the biggest hotheads in <laughs> soccer. This man just shows up and he says, "I'm going to mess someone's day up today." That That's what he does. Two yellow cards. Tells you everything you need to know about this game. And yeah. this whole team really, quite frankly. But uh, they played well. Um, good for them. I'm happy for them. They got another victory. They seem to be on a roll at this point. Hopefully they keep it up. This is four wins in a row. So we'll see what happens next week against uh, an actual opponent. If yeah. you can put it in those terms. Inter! You know? That's right. Big game. But uh, I have a feeling we already know where that game's going to go. I hope so. I hope and so. with that, right, this exciting game that, you know, just was breathtaking. Uh, moving on from this, let's move to a confusing game. The game of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Milan-Juve game, huh? San Siro. Yeah. This was a big, scary game for Juve. Yeah. When One you zero. talk about, like, Mourinho ball... Talk about Allegri ball. <laughs> One nil. I mean, what yeah. a master class performance, if you ask I me. I know. I know. You got to love it. You got to love Well, no, I don't have to love it. But I'm sure you love it. Yeah. I mean, look, I've been saying all episode, it's not always about the performance. It's about the result. And at the end of the day... Juventus did what they yes. needed to do. Yes. They went to Milan and they got the result. All yep. three points. That's a big thing. And I mean, hey, yeah, they went up a man in the 40th minute. Um, mm-hmm. And what was supposed to be the American show. Well, mm-hmm. one of the Americans got subbed off Pulisic in the 43rd minute and he was angry. Oh, Rightfully yeah. so. Mm-hmm. He was but not yeah. happy at all. Can't okay. blame him. Juventus I mean, did what they needed to do. They did. Gotta love the fact, though, that that one goal, right, is quite literally just Locatelli launching what looked like a really poor attempt on, on goal. And then Krunic just deciding, hmm, what am I going to contribute today? Oh, wait, on goal. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> he had his, like, Gatti-like moment. Like. No one can ever <laughs> replicate that moment. Gatti-like moment. Um, I think that he should have gotten the credit for that goal. That was that was an assist from Locatelli. Krunic really scoring. Um, 
But thank you to Krunich. I mean, really got to appreciate that. And then Kya just having that cynical red card. What is he thinking? What in yeah. the world is he thinking? I have no idea. Like, you know, as soon as you fall, you can't be tackling the guy. No. Like, it was the easiest red card that ref yeah. has ever given in his life. He's like, yep, that's that's not. You cannot do that. See ya. No. No, um, not. I mean, this is just embarrassing, honestly. Like, I know he's young, okay? And I, I do I do acknowledge that, you know, especially when you're playing such a high level that can weigh on you, being 22 years old. You've got time to develop, and you make some silly mistakes every once in a while. But, boy, this was a mistake that set, I think, Milan back. Yeah, it just, it just feels like great Milan... Um got all this attacking talent they brought in, right. mm-hmm. but maybe it's time to find that partner with Tamori. That's right. Gare is older. Yes. He's not exactly the same player as he was when Denmark made a nice run in the Euro. No, um, no, no And when all. they won the Scudetto. Mm-hmm. Um, time to find a new partner. And is it Kalulu? Is it Tiao? And That's right. Eh, maybe not. Maybe you need to go out and buy... Uh, center right. back and get a good one um because that just you can't have that happening it can't happen no. and that's not the first no. red card a center back like tomorrow you got one too so it's that's like right. these guys are missing big games yes they are because yes, of they are really really bad mental mistakes well i mean you think about what happened right i mean you think about the fact that it, it took Polisic out of the game right so besides him being pissed off which is totally fine i i get that as a competitor you don't you don't want to be subbed off uh, especially in a big game like this, but you took away your ability to attack. That that can't be good. I mean, you sort of wonder what is what is Pioli thinking here? What what is what is going through his mind taking Polisic off of all people on the field? Yeah, I think it was like a hundred percent. He was thinking we got to somehow keep this zero zero and just hold on to our bots. That, that was the, like, I, I'm i fine putting in a center back. Right. I just feel like you don't take off Drew Pulisic, Pulisic no. Leao. No. You, you take don't. off one of Adley Musa Rinders. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Because you can deal with one of those two in the back being gone there. Um, I'd say you take off Musa at, the, at that point. Um. And you put in a center back, and you're absolutely right. Like you, I get you have to do that, but you emaciate yourself the moment that you take one of your star players, is what he's been this season, right? Out of the game. Yeah. And let's not forget that Milan were this close, ever so close to scoring when Giroud had that opportunity, and uh, Chesney had a great save. Great save. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Juve were helped by this. Let's not forget that. Juve benefited from this. And to be perfectly frank, looking back, you know, at the game, they should it could have easily been like a three zero game, four zero game, because Kostic had a good opportunity. Um Ken had a good opportunity. That red card, if Tia hadn't dragged him down, that is another good opportunity. Mm-hmm. There were big chances uh for this Juve team. You know, it says what well, Fat Mob only says like two big chances, but there, in my view, watching the game, there there were more than that for sure. Um, but this Juve team definitely were the dominant side. Milan 
just looked lifeless. And it's been a bit of a trend, hasn't it, for a little while now, where they sort of looked emaciated. They kind of looked lifeless. Can't seem to find that gear. Yeah, it just feels like they're putting in a lot of inconsistent performances. Champions League, yeah. the Enter Game. Um, That's right. And then they look like world beaters. Mm-hmm. The other rest, the rest of the games. So it's you never know what you're going to get. It feels like that's a trend for uh, almost all of Serie A at this point. It mm-hmm. Just feels like we cannot get one team to give you a consistently good performance. There's yeah. always just constant up, down, up, down, up, down. That's right. Absolutely, no, completely true. Um, and I just want to address one more thing about this UV backline, boy. The uh, this team looks very suspect. This backline is an issue that they've got to figure out how to solve, perhaps during this winter transfer market, because Gatti just looks overmatched. I mean, Leao just—he was like Gatti, who, who, who plays back there? I'm sorry, but there's somebody there. In Gatti's defense, in Gatti's defense, Leao does that to everyone. But still, yes, yes. I but when you're Juventus, right, you, you can't let that kind of stuff happen. Um, no. And let's not forget Bonucci, Chiellini, and their prime would not have let that happen. Um, <laughs> just wouldn't have. I mean, Chiellini at worst would have just dragged Leao down, been like, "Sit down." Nope, <laughs> not not now. I'm too tired for this. Um, I miss those days. I miss those days. <laughs> and with that, I think we conclude our recap of this past week, which was pretty uh, interesting, uh, I would say. So let's turn our attention to this coming week, right? I mean, let's focus on you know a few games, uh, key games that stand out. I think it's not hard to figure out what those games are. I mean, we can start with Inter and Roma. We, we just mentioned that a little while ago. What are we expecting from this game, Robbie? Lukaku revenge game. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm biased, so I really, I really like Inter to win this game. It Wait, feels, so you're an Inter fan? Is that it what feels saying? personal. Uh, if Lukaku scored in Roma 1, yeah. I would be very mad, very upset. <laughs> um, so I'd uh, love you, for him to not score. Do you think um, he celebrates if he scores? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's already disrespected us enough that, like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. I hope he does too. That'll make me just fire the fuel. Like if he if he was respectful and didn't celebrate, that would like mm-hmm. kind of bother me. Yeah. Uh, like oh, you now you show us respect. Like no, no, yeah, no. yeah. Like just celebrate. Like just give it to me. It'd be like yeah. flipping me off. Like just him celebrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Both ways would be to be fair. He can't win in this scenario. Outside of just him scoring, winning, like that's great, good for him. But from Winning over Inter fans, we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna not like him at all ever again. Well, it's gonna be great. I mean, this is that sense, <sighs> so this is gonna be amazing. And, yeah, uh, the crowd, I'm sure, is gonna show him some real love. Yeah, I real hope we love. absolutely crucify him in a very respectful way. <laughs> I can just picture if he scores, he's definitely going to his. You know, that's fine. That? Yeah, I mean, he's that's expected. That. I can definitely. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. For the people but listening, he shushed and did the I did. Lukaku Sorry, celebration. My fault. <laughs> Podcast, not a um, video. My, my bad. That's fair. Thank you, Robbie. Uh, I appreciate that. You know? You stepped up. Stepped up. <laughs> but you know who's missing this game, huh? Lay it on us. Dybala. 
Yeah. I mean, that's water is wet. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's water why I wet. think like inter should win this game. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. just a better right. team. They're a more complete team. They're a more consistent Absolutely. team. Um, it's a big game. You got to win it these is. big games. It is a very big game. You're at home. That's right. Just got to have it. I'm going to say that for every inter game. Got to have it. Mm-hmm. But it's just like this one feels more personal for some of the players. But Taro, mm-hmm. like he's the guy he wants to prove he's the guy. Taram replaced him. All right. Taram's going right. to be like, I'm better than you. That's what he wants to prove. Lukaku, of course, mm-hmm. vice versa, is, wants to make San Siro go quiet. Oh, that absolutely. would be his. He would love that. I would be very angry if that happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Final prediction: two nothing. Enter. Two nothing. Hmm. I picture a drubbing here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I think this is like Rui Patricio going from man of the match to just. Uh, should we have like fired him? Should we fire him retroactively? That's the line. <laughs> He's had uh, so many moments just... where that happened. Uh, I think this is going to be one another one of those moments because uh, I can see this 4-0. 4-0. Wow. 4-0. Just a drubbing of epic proportions. Um, I would like I that. picture Lautaro and Turam just dancing on Roma's grave. Um, yeah. It just, that, I mean, there's, in my mind, this Roma team is just emaciated. Uh, against the bigger opponents, mind you. If you, you know, if you throw a Hellas Verona to, at them all day long, you know, they have a good chance. But against the big teams, they just, you know, show me. Show yeah. me where they are. Right? And one more thing to consider is also they're going to be on two days less rest. Like Interplay today or it's it's Tuesday. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Roma play what you would say is probably one of their bigger games for Europa League against the mm-hmm. one team that's competing for the top spot with them on Thursday. And then this game Good is on point. Sunday, so they're going to have two days less rest. Um now Alexis did start, so I imagine Taram Toro start. Mm-hmm. Barella got rested; he didn't come on until the second half, so mm-hmm. he'll start. I imagine you just get the normal three. Demarco will pl- barely played, if any. I didn't check the end of the game if he if he got subbed on. I don't think he did, but um, I don't think he did. No, yeah, Augusto played the whole game. Um, yeah. I wasn't sure if he let Pitt play the last few minutes or anything. So he'll be available for um, sure. Yeah, at, so he'll uh, definitely start. I imagine mm-hmm. Dumfries probably starts, yeah, but easily. Darmian might. Um, but yeah, um, the chair be definitely back. So you're going to get a full 11 from Inter, rested. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we'll see how Mourinho does his 11 on Thursday. Will he right. rest Lukaku? Will he rest mm-hmm. his guys? Um, it'll show where his... Uh, priorities are that's for sure absolutely i mean you know he uh well he is suspended against uh against inter so he's not gonna be on a bench but whatever he decides right yeah he's still so that that, he still picks the 11 (laughs) there's more fun elements though he could have been so great if you know uh uh, he was also on the side uh sideline can you just imagine oh man it'd be so great to be fair Uh, inter fans and Mourinho don't have a rivalry like we we like Mourinho like I love Mourinho obviously for what he's done for us so Mm -hmm. like he isn't he's not gonna shush us if like he's it's not gonna be like a Juventus like reaction like in the Champions League or stuff like that he won't do that 
But he's always a wild know. card, and that's the fun yes. part. You never know. You never know. But he still respects us, so that's okay. We we yeah. we respect Mourinho. Mourinho respects us. We love him. For that's now, okay. Until he does something. But hey. no, no, we love him all the time. <laughs> Moving on from this game, huh? Uh, let's move on to the other Milan club, AC Milan against Napoli. Uh, speaking of, by the way, I just want to address this real quick. Napoli are currently playing uh, Union Berlin. Raspadori just scored in the Champions League group stage. But just an FYI, uh, prior to this game, to this goal, I'm sorry, this was another point that you made just a second ago about it, the inconsistency of Italian teams in European competitions. There was just a whole lot of inconsistency in the first 64 minutes of this game. Um, yet again from an Italian team. So it doesn't bode too, too well uh, at the moment, but they are up 1-0 now. So results, whatever, you know, if they win, that's three points. Uh, we'll talk more about that game next week, though, once it's finished. Yeah, and I mean, Union Berlin, we said on the last podcast, hasn't won forever. Um, yes. But going on the road in Europe is hard. It's so tough, yeah. at the end of the day, if an Apple gets three points, it's not about the performance. It's about the mm-hmm. result. That's a theme of this podcast, and I said, that's the title. They'll get it done, and that's fine. They lost to right. Real Madrid last last time out. You know, they it, did. that's that's not like traumatized. Like that's that's no. that's fine. Like, and then they went to Braga. They yes. won on the road in very yes, very tough. Like they didn't uh, look great doing it, but no, nope. they got the three points. It was result over performance. Yep. <laughs> And, and they got crushed the, by Fiorentina, so let's yeah. not forget that. Um, but that's, that's okay. yeah, like, you need to be yeah. better. Yeah, absolutely. But talking about this Milan game, right? Uh, you got Tia, obviously suspended, red card, so that's that. Um, I, I mean, you know, when you consider what what do you do at this point? How do you respond if you're Pioli and if you're this Milan team against Napoli? If you saw the game, Napoli just played against Verona. You're thinking to yourself, okay, this is a game you need to step up and you need to figure things out quickly, right? Yeah, well, you're going to have Teo back, like Hernandez. Um, That's right. So that solves a big issue. You're going to have a lot more creativity going forward. Um, Mm -hmm. You're not going to have to sub out Pulisic, most likely, (laughs) if a red card happens, maybe. But... um, we learned last year mm-hmm. Milan have to stick to four in the back. Yes, so, yes, Kavara is a big threat, but you do not change your tactics defensively to try and combat that. You no. have to be your best self, and that is when they play with four in the back. That's right. So, Teo, Calabria, that's your two, mm-hmm. probably Kyer and Tamori. And you that's just, right. that's it. And then exactly. build from that. Mm-hmm. Um, now Manyan's hurt, so that's another issue. Um, yep. you just kind of—I mean, it, clearly against Juventus, goalkeeping wasn't the reason they lost. No, there no, was absolutely nothing well. you could do. So, yeah, you're probably going to get the same. Like, that's just right. gotta be good in front of him, mm-hmm. and he'll make the expected saves. Yeah. Um, but or you can get Giroud in there, right? So, yeah, exactly. Fine. Yeah. Worst yeah. comes to worst, you just swap out Drew, and then boom, that's right. Drew's in that 
and then bring on another forward. Perfect. That's exactly what You're you good. need. You know? You're good. He does exactly <laughs> what you need him to do. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick a result in this one, I would go two to two draw. Because I do think Milan two two draw. need a result to kind of get back. Um, they've shown when they haven't, when they have uh, lost in the league, they've responded mm-hmm. with three league, four league wins in a row. So will this be the beginning of another run? Uh, I think Napoli are too good that they're at home and they're going to get a res- at least a draw. Um, That's right. But I wouldn't be surprised if Napoli won this game. just feels like there's a lot of questions about Milan, even though there's a lot of questions about Napoli. There's a, right, in different contexts, of yeah. course, right, uh, the, the questions. And I do think that Napoli will win in this game, at least in my, my view, 3-1 is how I see the scoreline playing out. Um, it, I, I see Kvara just keeping up his performances and Politano and, uh, uh, sorry, showing up again. But uh, in spite of, as you put it, in spite of Rudy Garcia, just forgetting that he's manager for a second, uh, playing their own game. But uh, I do see Napoli pulling out a 3-0 victory here, being at home. Uh, momentum is on their side. They've been playing better. Uh, if they're able to uh, shut down the Sunio Berlin side, that might also spur right a little more uh, motivation to play a little better next week, a little more confidence uh, in, in their game. So I, I do see this happening. Three uh, one—that's how I see the outcome. And just uh, before I forget, the outcome for the last game Inter Roma—you know, four zero seems a little harsh, but it is Roma we're talking about. They're either up here or they're really, really far down here. So there's no in between. Um, and this seems also a little harsh as well for Milan, but the way they've been playing defensively is just not inspiring. Uh, they really have been a very, very much so a uh, vibes team. Um, they got to figure that out. But before I get too far down that tunnel, uh, let's move on to the third game that seems like a really important game here this, uh, this coming week with Lazio and Fiorentina, right? Uh, what are we seeing here, Robbie? I mean, Fiorentina has looked good all year until yesterday. Yeah. Just it all seemed to come. I mean, the Inter game, of course, early in the season, they got That's smacked right. for nothing. But mm-hmm. prior, all of a sudden, we were talking. Okay, Fiorentina, you keep this up, you're in a Champions League spot. Yep. Um, and then they just, you know, Francesco Caputo happened to them. You know, put them yeah. to bed early and Empoli, a relegation candidate, yep. took them to town at their in Florence. Uh, just like, what are we doing? What it's are an embarrassing we doing? Game. Embarrassing game. Honestly, that's the only way I could put this. I mean, this was not acceptable. Not a good result in any way, shape or form. You can't spin this any which way to make it look good. If you look at the stats for this game, I mean, this is... This should have been a Fiorentina victory, far and away. Uh, you know, Fiorentina victory. There, there's no reason for any of this. It also does go to the point, though, that possession doesn't tell the whole story, right? I mean, if you look at the possession stats, you're like 72% Fiorentina and, well, 28% for the whole game, right? For Empoli. Like, how do they pull away a victory? But hey, you got to watch the game. You got to yeah. watch the game. And the thing is, Empoli took their chances. They 
had few, but they took those chances. And Fiorentina just, there's a, that little bit of inconsistency we've spoken about this season. It keeps yeah. creeping back in. Yeah, they're just an all-vibes team. And it's just, they're going to score with anyone, but they might concede with anyone. Um, yeah. But then, so now it comes down to Lazio. Right. You're in Rome, and Lazio have gotten some good results against good teams. Which Lazio, Lazio are we going to get? Can Lazio start to put good performance after good performance like we've been asking from all these Absolutely. teams? Let's get some consistency. And I actually think they will win this game, Lazio. Uh, two to one. Um, that's our favorite scoreline on this podcast. Two to that's one. That's right. Sponsored Thank by you Christian. for recognizing that. Um, yep, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I got you. Uh, it just feels like Lazio are going to start to get into their form, get into that mm-hmm. second place finish that they got last year, kind of find that form and consistency, get yep. into start pushing for those Champions League spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I trust them in a, more in a one game than I do Fiorentina. That is a totally valid point you make there, honestly. Uh, I, I could totally see that, especially given their four out of five games. They've won and won relatively decisively. They did, did a good job. They performed well. They, they got the job done. But uh, just something nagging about this Fiorentina team because they seem to just surprise you. And I could see Lazio just completely collapsing in this game again. And uh, I'm going to go with Fiorentina on this one. 3-1, Fiorentina. That's fair. I could see anything um, happening from this yeah. game. I, I just I think Fiorentina have just played so well against the top teams. And Lazio is definitely a, one of the better teams of this league, obviously, right? Uh, but... I think that Fiorentina do respond better to the the better teams in this league than they do to seemingly the smaller teams. Again, a lot of these teams seem to share the same problem. They play down. They really often have that issue of playing down, which is beyond bizarre. I mean, when you consider some of the stats from this game uh, against Empoli, Fiorentina had 511 passes for Fiorentina. <laughs> That's compared wild. to 146 for Empoli. That's crazy that is an unbelievable amount it's just pure domination and just not domination at the same time nothing like it's just insane i I don't even understand this uh so it might turn into one of those battles of the midfield right in this game and it could very well end up being a draw but i just have this feeling that fiorentina are going to bounce back three one shutting out uh lazio down and there we go there's this coming week i mean there's more games obviously yes but Nothing that sort of stands out in the manner that these three do. Uh, with that said, I think that concludes the preview and recaps. There are some interesting games to watch out for for everyone. Fiorentina is playing this Thursday against Kukuriki, right? Some some team from Serbia. There you go. So they better win. There is that. Anything you want to mention, Robbie? Uh, last note would be uh, Forza Enter, top of the table. We're, we're the best. Uh, I'll give you that. Top of the table that doesn't even just include Serie A. We're top yeah. of our group and champions because we You're are right. class. 
That's it. You know what? It's we are the best. I'm just gonna give you a clap there. Nice job. Nice job. That's me, Clap. Uh, you guys deserve yeah. it. You guys deserve it. Well, well done. Well done. And just a little update for everyone. 76th minute here. And Napoli are up 1-0 against Union Berlin. Looking good for them so far. But we'll discuss this game at length next week. Thank you for joining us this week. Robbie, you're the best. Thank you for joining me. We are going to be back here next week, aren't we? Right? Sir. That's right. Yes, sir. Every week, your weekly fix. That's right. Like, follow, Thank subscribe. You, Robbie. Where are they going to like, follow, and subscribe? Spotify, all the X, Twitter. That's right. All the works. And, and We're what on else? everything. What else? Facebook, on, tell them more. YouTube. Tell them more. Facebook. Oh, we TikTok. don't have a Facebook. Sorry. We're not, <laughs> we're not boomers. We don't do Facebook. Hey. We don't. <laughs> Jokes aside, follow us anywhere you, you can. I mean, yeah, really, United by Cal Show. That's right. At United by Cal Show. We will be here next week. Wednesday, recording on a Tuesday. We'll give you all the latest and greatest from this wonderful league. Let's hope the action stays up to par, uh, Robbie. And I will see you next week. Yes, sir. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Ciao. Fino alla fine, Juve, per sempre.